sometimes we need to sit down and, and give ourselves a little bit of a reset. And that's totally okay. Like life happens, it throws us curveballs, whatever the other things that are happening in your life, sometimes it just makes it harder to keep up with the day-to-day things. And for some people that's laundry or their bills or the papers on their desk or, you know, whatever it is. Providing inspiration and community for women in business of Middle Tennessee. This is Powered by Her with Tiffany Anton. I have Lizzie Palmgren today in um, with 3E Organizing. So tell me a little bit about what 3E Organizing is. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Um, 3E Organizing is a business aimed at helping busy families and women primarily um, with simplifying their space using my three E's, which are empathy, energy, and empowerment. Which you and I have kind of had some previous conversations, but Mm -hmm. that does not normally kind of, that's not what I think of. When I think of organizing, I think of like, clean, neat, and, you know, put away or something, you know, I wouldn't think of empathy is part of my mission when I'm trying to organize myself. So how did that come to be that you decided that um, having these three E's was kind of the fundamental base of your business? Well, um, I think a lot of it was I was brainstorming about what kind of business name to choose. And I was getting kind of stuck in like analysis paralysis, knowing that I I needed to have the website, I needed to literally just start somewhere. And um, ironically, that's like a lot of what my clients go through too, where they're just overwhelmed, they know they need to get the thing done. And they're just like, how do I start? Where do I start? And um, I started writing out what I wanted for my business in terms of the way I interact with my clients and how I want to hold space for them while we're organizing their space, their time, their situation, their life, and meeting people where they're at without this expectation or this judgment that they have to become like a, I don't want to drop names, but like a Martha Stewart or some kind of Pinterest queen that everyone's got their own unique goals. Everyone's got their own journey and meeting people where they're at and having a sense of compassion for how that garage got so messy or how the pile of bills got there. It just felt like a really good blend of my skills and how I wanted to show up for my clients. And I started writing out what it was that I wanted to do in business. And it wasn't that I wanted to create all these model picture, you know, picture perfect uh, Pinterest. I mean, I do like Pinterest. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against Pinterest. And I love a good organized space for sure. But the goal isn't always to make someone's home look like a magazine spread. So if that's not what their goal is. And so not you know, it's really, it's really interesting to me. I like the look of a Pinterest type home, mm-hmm. but I know that that is not functional for me. I can't live and keep up. I feel like immense amount of pressure to keep up something like that. Right. And then that kind of, um, let's talk a little bit about the, the emotional um, weight that not an organized space takes on you, but then also like having to feel that pressure of like keeping up with somebody else's definition of organization. Oh, gosh, I just, I love <laughs> that so much. And I guess, you know, that kind of brings in the empowerment aspect that I want my clients to feel empowered in their homes, in their decisions, in their choices with their life and doing so 
by by feeling that empowerment, they will know what's right for them and what's not right for them. Um, you know, I, I sometimes use client stories as examples, and I had this this one client of mine, and she had I think three or four very busy teenage boys. They had practice all the time. It was like lacrosse and soccer and all the all the sports equipment all over the place, and she was trying to keep this pantry organized with having um, all these decanted cereal boxes into into like little pretty containers and it looked beautiful but she was really really stressed out about it because she'd no sooner get them filled up and then these hungry teenage boys would come in and empty the entire cereal container and it was just like you know wash rinse repeat over and over and she was getting exasperated by it during one of our coaching organizing sessions I was like tell me about what this really means to you and she went into it and it turned out that that was somebody else's expectation. She wanted more time to be able to go to practice and not worry about how this pantry necessarily worked. As long as the hungry teenagers could find what they were looking for when they were ravenous, that met the goal. She did not need to have everything decanted. And it took her a while to release that weight, to release that, that pressure on herself that sometimes perfection isn't the goal. Sometimes it's progress and they look different. Well, and I think that as women, it's so hard to figure out what are my own pressures and what are just societal pressures that I'm letting in? Um, what really matters to me or what does it like? It feels like it. I need it to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think cooking your children three home cooked meals is kind of this like standard that like, you know, and a lot of us kind of grew up that way, at least a bit. But we live in a totally, I've, I've, I've realized that a lot in the last few months is that we live in a totally different world than when we were children. That everything's immediate. It's right there. We need to, you know, but then we have all this pressure that we're still supposed to live our lives like we did, you know, like our parents did. And it's just, it's kind of this impossible goal that we have. Right, right. And sometimes it's it's in navigating those conversations with my clients that I uncover, you know, what it is that's truly valuable to them. And where is that weight? Where is that pressure coming from? Is it themselves? Is it from somebody else? You know, what is really going to be the, the best solution so that way their lives can have a better flow to it? Um, and for some people, they want things decanted. They they get overwhelmed by too much visual clutter and they don't want to have all the different colored boxes and containers. It's just too stressful for them. And, you know, in that case, then I say, let's let's go ahead and decant. Let's get similar size containers, similar size labels or, you know, whatever it is that that person's going to um, do better with. It's It's all about a very individual approach is how I take it with my clients. And how did you get to this place? So you have not been, you know, were you the kind of kid at six years old that you had, you know, every little thing organized? I mean, I was a kind of kid that when you, my parents told me to go clean my room, it took me six days because I had to touch and go through every little thing, play with every toy and read every journal entry and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, kind of where did you come from to get to this place? Um, so actually I was very much not an organized child. I had several missing assignments, several marks on my report card for, um, you know, needs to be more organized, distracts others, too talkative, you know, all these things. And, um, 
it was it was around college and um in my early adult life that I realized and you know part of high school too but in the in growth and maturity I realized that I really needed to figure out a system to keep myself together and to really get it together or else I wasn't I wasn't achieving the goals that I was setting for myself and so I started to create organizing systems that worked for me in order to have that success and I went from like the person with the shoebox of bills into like this little bill organizer that helped me stay organized. And it it might not have been the prettiest solution, but it it worked and it helped me keep things more organized. And same thing with using planners. I was the kid that did not want to write in the planner when I was <laughs> when I was younger. I just no didn't want to write in the agenda or whatever. And I realized it was kind of becoming an issue for me. I had to lean on organizing systems to get past some of those struggles. Um, so it was, it was through growth and maturity. Well, well and you, um, I think I, I read that you had some ADHD kind yeah. of issues and you realized that the only way that you could really function is by organizing your space. And I think that there's yeah. times where people think, well, you know, it's just my space. I should, I should be able to organize myself. I should be, we, we like to shit all over ourselves. I oh should gosh, yes. be able to do this. I should be, you know, I don't, hiring somebody seems like an over, over, you know, overzealous thing to do or something like that. Um, yeah. And so how do you, how did you kind of realize that it, it made you more functional when you could organize yourself. And then you had a skill that could reach other people. How did you kind of go through that journey? So somewhere, and I, I can't pinpoint like a specific moment, but when I look back and I reflect, I had these positions in corporate marketing or corporate land where one of my jobs literally was to organize a marketing closet full of like old VHS tapes that had gone there to die because all the marketing professionals that were coming in and the salespeople were coming in, they couldn't get to their supplies because they had to dig past all this stuff that was just irrelevant and old, but you know, nobody had taken the time to organize it. And so therefore it was making their jobs less efficient. Um, and I was actually like a summer intern and that was my job was to organize the marketing closet. And then I had a friend that was moving and they asked for help getting things prepared or getting things unpacked. Um, and then I had another friend that was like, I really need to reorganize my kitchen because this baby stuff's taking over and et cetera. And I was like, yeah, I'll come help. And I started to realize that not only had my skills kind of leapt from, I need to do this for me into, wow, I'm actually decent at doing this for other people. And I mm -hmm. started doing it kind of just for fun and realizing that a lot of my career positions had some element of improving efficiency and organizing in a variety of different capacities. Um, and then kind of fell into it as a way of learning about the industry as a whole, because another friend of mine was starting their own professional organizing business and I was going through a crazy move with a two-year-old and I needed a stunt double and she's like I just started a business as a professional organizer you know I'd love to help you and I was like great you're hired please come help me <laughs> and I realized that what she was doing for other people was what I was already doing for other people and then I could actually start a business out of this. How did you get the skills to tap into kind of the psychological needs because uh, that, I mean, part of what you're, you're coaching and you're, you're meeting with people, you're every single session with people is not just getting into their house and let's, you know, throw away the crap and 
Um, so no. <laughs> how did you kind of get get into that, learn the, the psychology that goes along with what, and most of your clients are women, um, that these women are holding on to. How, how did you kind of learn those skills? Um, well, I think a lot of it was investing myself into education and training. Um, once I started to realize that professional organizing was not only something I could do for others, but that there was this whole other industry. I joined NAPO, which is the National Association of Professional Organizers and Productivity Consultants, and they provide a great deal of information and education to their members. They're basically like one of the industry leaders um, for organizing and productivity professionals. I read a book on how to start a home-based business as a professional organizer. I took some variety of different classes. And I always came back to the psychological aspect of it because I felt like it was always deeper than just the labels on the spice jars. It's always been an interest of mine. And so I was finding that I was taking a lot of courses more on how to motivate clients, on the psychology of stuff, on just the the headspace that goes along with making it look pretty. And Somehow ended up hearing a lot about coaching classes, so I took some of those, and I think a lot of it was just really diving into the education component and trying to blend that together with making a pretty space, but also landing on the emotional needs for the client to be able to maintain it, to enjoy it, to be able to make decisions about their stuff. How do you help people? So I I know that there's been, you know, points in my life where... things have just been heavier in general. Things have been, you know, I'm just not in a great space. And then my, my mental space is not great. And then my physical space just declines and declines. And then I just, am like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know. Um, one time my best friend came to my house and she literally picked up my whole house and it was like, and just coming into my home and seeing things. And I, I mean, and I'm not even talking about a hoarder situation here. It's just, you know, just stuff, uh, you know, a cup here, a plate there, you know, a pile of bills. Um, how do you kind of encourage women that when they get to that point that all you have to do is take one step? Because when you look at this messy space or, or yeah. not kept up space, it's like, this is, too, this is too much. It's overwhelming to me and I can't even take the first step. So how, yeah. wh- what, what's your kind of advice when, when we do, because we all get, too busy for anything at some point in our lives. Um, so how how do you kind of get yourself out of that funk? Um, well, when, I, when I'm working in meeting with a client, for example, a lot of times that's a very, very common question is, I just don't know where to start. And I always ask a couple questions, like what's causing you the most frustration? What seems like you know, it, it might be a series of questions, right? Rhetorical or, or, or they might answer them, but some questions are, what's causing you the most frustration? Um, another one might be, what's the easiest thing that we can accomplish? And some people will call it like the low hanging fruit, right? Like, okay, well, I've got all this recycling. Great, let's start there. Let's get all these boxes that need to go to recycling. Let's get those out of the garage or let's open up all the mail and move all of the junk mail to the side, et cetera. Like what's the easiest first step to take? Um, sometimes it can be, if there's like a time deadline that's oriented where it's like, oh, I've got this thing coming up and I can't find my whatever. Okay. Let's start there. Where is the most likely place? How can we weed out the non-item, the items that aren't, um, 
the items that don't belong, you know, it, sometimes it just, it, sometimes it just requires a little bit of like detective work to figure out where is the best place to start. Well, and is it almost like breaking down? Okay, we have to, we have to organize the mail. And mm-hmm. so, okay, one step is to sort out junk mail. Let's just mm-hmm. go through that, you know, because I think sometimes when you have a stack of mail for the past three months, it's like, I don't even know that that's so overwhelming. I can't even go through that, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and so kind of you helping people kind of break down, do you ever, are you a list person? Do you kind of list things out with people? Sometimes if it, if they are also, a, and that was one of the things that I learned in a lot of these like psychology classes and uh, a lot of the other training courses that I've taken is that not everybody has the same modalities. Not everybody has the same strengths in terms of the way that their brain functions best. And so for some people making a list will make them even more overwhelmed. And for other people, it's great. Sometimes they like a mind map with the bubbles over here and over there. And then we draw lines. And like, I had one client that had this whole mind map drawn out of what her priorities for getting organized meant to her. And it was just extremely fascinating. For her, a bullet point list would be terrifying. And so sometimes it's getting to know the person a little bit and asking them, are you a list maker? Do you like mind maps? What's going to be helpful in this aspect? And trying to figure out how to break it down into those smaller chunks. Um, I have a lot of clients, ironically, that really like puzzles. And a really common strategy for puzzlers, as I've learned that they call themselves, is to find all the (laughs) edges. Yeah. You just find the corners and find all the pieces that have the edges. Because looking at this big, giant puzzle with all these pieces scattered out can be really overwhelming. And how do you know where to start? And so let's just get all the edges together. Or if it's, you know, three colors in the puzzle, let's get all the blue pieces together or all the red pieces together. And so sometimes it's just trying to um, help them break it down. If a list is helpful and creating a step-by-step guideline, then I definitely will do that. But for some people, not helpful. (laughs) When you're working with a client, what percentage of time do you spend coaching, mentoring, talking, and and what percentage of time are you actually doing, um, you know, organization? Because it sounds like there's, like I said, there's a lot of therapy involved. Um, What do you (laughs) think your your time ratio is? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Um, I definitely can say that when I first started, before I incorporated some of the coaching skills I learned from the more recent courses, I definitely was trying to go as fast as I could and do as much as I could as if like somehow having this transformed space like you would see on a TV show was going to be what somehow made it worth it to them. And then what I found was happening is I was coming back to some clients' homes homes over and over and over again, and the systems were not being maintained. And trying to identify where it was unraveling for them. And it required talking. <laughs> it mm-hmm. required finding it out because I didn't I didn't want to continually set up systems for them that they couldn't maintain. And I didn't want to create a different system that was equally as challenging if it if it was more of a the same type of a system. And so sometimes I started to realize it needed a a, a conversation about it. And so I would say at this point now I spend more time talking than what I did previously. However, that being said, I try to keep the talking to a minimum and try to keep it more focused at like the beginning part of 
the appointments and then yes, there's talking as we go, but I know that ultimately at the end of the day, they want to have some kind of a transformation in their life. They want to have something decluttered or they want to have some kind of a new system in place. And so they probably don't know though, that they probably need a new system in their mental capacity just as much as they need the system, the physical systems. So changing their mindset of like, okay, I'm in this spiral, downward spiral, or I'm in this funk and I've gotten to this place. Yes. You kind of need to do some reprogramming to, to, like you said, not do not to use the systems that you're putting in place or to be able to kind of um, continue with what you've, you've put. And so I, I'm, I'm sure that those conversations are probably just as important if not mm-hmm. in the moment, but definitely for the long term with your clients that you're working with. Women are so in their heads yes. all the time. And, about and even and even some of my male clients, too, where I've got, you know, actually a couple. And it was kind of weird. One month I ended up having like five new leads that were all men, like all in one like short time frame. And I was just kind of like, what's going on? Like it just kind of took me by surprise, and I'm, you know, it's it's fine. It was just kind of unusual because it does seem like I'm primarily contacted by women. But even I think a lot of people going back to like what you said about like the psychological pressures or the shoulds or feeling there's some kind of thing that they should be measuring up to. I think that that is genderless, right? Like I think a lot of people kind of can get stuck in their head regarding what they should or shouldn't do and how things, you know, should or shouldn't be. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I think that, that, that the, the mental aspect of what you do is probably, you know, just as important as, as the physical space, but it is interesting when you are thinking about, well, why am I not productive? And people don't mm-hmm. always think, well, my productivity is, is a, a, a fact of what, what my environment I'm in. And so mm-hmm. um, it's very important, especially as business owners, to kind of keep that in mind. Is there any um, kind of any what, what's your number one tip for somebody to kind of do in their own life to implement to, you know, kind of the values of 3E organize, organizing? Um, I would say treat your own self with some empathy would be step number one and to realize that sometimes we need to sit down and and give ourselves a little bit of a reset and that's totally okay like life happens it throws us curveballs whatever the other things that are happening in your life sometimes it just makes it harder to keep up with the day-to-day things and for some people that's laundry or their bills or the papers on their desk or you know whatever it is and so having some empathy for yourself to say okay, yep, things got a little built up. That's okay. I got this. We're going to break this down into small steps. Start with little tiny tasks and knock those out first. And treating yourself with kindness and empathy, I think is probably the first step to getting into the right headspace to make some positive momentum forward towards organizing. Yeah. And I would say even then that after you kind of take that moment to, to have the empathy, to take to say, okay, I do have control over this and mm-hmm. I do have, I am empowered to make the steps forward and right. however I want to do that. And so, um, yeah, I think that those are all really valuable to people who are kind of in that, that funk of, uh, 
maybe not as productive and organized as they yeah. they really could be. So yeah. any other, um, we just have a few minutes left. Any other um, advice that you have for women business owners that, um, you know, kind of are setting off on their journey? And I think one thing that we didn't quite touch on was the energy component. And I think part of the organization goes hand in hand with having some energy to move forward on those other goals for your life as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as just a person in general. And when we're feeling like we're weighed down by the stuff, when we're feeling like we're weighed down by our to-do list, um, it does kind of cause some stagnant energy. And thinking about how that affects your forward momentum can be really helpful to realize, okay, if I clear my space right here on this desk, just focus on this one area of my desk, got a lot more room for creativity. I've got a lot more room to drop these big picture plans and to take my business to the next level or take my skills or whatever it is that we're working on to be able to have the energy to do so. I think when people are in a low energy space, it's mm -hmm. hard to feel like if I do, if I have to take these steps that are going to use my energy, I already feel like I don't have enough. Um, how do I exert more energy and, and we all, when we're in a good headspace, we can know we're going to get more energy out from, you know, be, being more productive. But um, how do you, how do you kind of get through to the people who are like, I don't even have the energy to do that? A lot of times I'll ask them if what's worked for them in the past, you know, sometimes it's taking care of basic fulfillment needs, self-care, like, do you need a snack? <laughs> is some yeah. music is some music helpful for you? Like, what is it that we can do to kind of boost the energy just a little bit? And then tackling, like I mentioned before, breaking down those tasks into those tiny little steps, that can actually psychologically improve your thinking to have more energy and to get forward with some momentum. And so sometimes it's having a conversation with someone to say, hey, okay, so I know that your energy is feeling really low right now. What if some? What are some things that you've done in the past to boost your energy? And then taking that first step. I've heard a, an analogy too to like people that run. I don't, unless I'm being chased or something. I just don't. <laughs> but I've heard for people that get started with running is that sometimes we don't think necessarily like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to run for a mile. It's okay. I'm going to put my shoes on. I'm going to walk outside with my shoes on and they're tied <laughs> like yeah, those little yeah, itty bitty yeah. steps you are so much closer to going for that run than if you sat there on the couch thinking i just can't run a mile right now but we can put on our shoes we yeah. can tie them we can take a step outside and breathe the fresh air and just those little small steps can sometimes propel us enough to say okay i'm just gonna go down the block okay i'm gonna go around the block Maybe I should run. I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. And well, and I think then, you know, you t again, I'm not a runner, but um, you you hear then people get that runner's high where they're in the middle of like the very, very tired zone and they're really ready to give up. And then it just clicks that they feel like they could run another 50 miles or whatever. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's important, too, to know you're not always going to feel like this and you're that you can take little steps forward to mm -hmm. get yourself mm -hmm. into a better place. It, and it doesn't take running a marathon to get you to a different place. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in. How can people connect with you if they want to find you on social media? 
Oh, great. Yeah. My website, www.3eorganizing.com is a great place to go to. Um, I'm on Facebook as well at um, facebook.com forward slash 3eorganizing. And I do have an Instagram. It's 3eorganizing underscore Lindsay. Although I will admit I'm, I'm super behind in posting <laughs> a lot of the what? things on Instagram. And let's just say, so right now, it, it, do you travel for your services? You're located in... I'm in Austin, Texas, Texas and I do yeah. travel in the general Austin area, although I have, for a couple of select clients, I have traveled out of state to help them with transitions in their life, like moving. And I mean, if somebody probably wants to, you know, you to organize them in Europe, you're probably not going to say no if they're going to I mean, I them. would be game to go to Europe. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but prim primarily, I'm in Austin. But yeah, I, I would definitely... I would, I would well, if, so if you're in the Austin area or you're just looking for some insight onto, um, you know, tips and tricks and you can, you know, maybe start some virtual counseling um, appointments, you know, through, I do uh, offer all over the country. I do already offer virtual appointments. I might have forgotten to make that uh, clear earlier. But yes, I do have several clients that I meet with on Zoom and we have coaching sessions. Sometimes I watch them organize. Sometimes it's more talking. It just depends. But I do offer virtual Yeah. Well, great. Everybody check out 3E Organizing. Thank you, Lindsay, so much. If you want to know more about Powered by Her, head over to PoweredByHerCommunity.com. <laughs>